Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, House of Mystery number 163. Cover date December 1966. Cover price 12 cents. Cover artists Carmine Infantino and Joe Giella. Edited by Jack Schiff. Featuring Baron Bug and his insect army. Written by Dave Wood. Art by Jim Mooney. And The Doomed Captive. Written by Jack Miller, art by Joe Serta. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go go. Giant insects begin committing bold daylight robberies. Robbie Reed uses his H-dial, becoming two heroes, the Gemini twins, Castor and Pollux. Castor is captured and taken to the lab of Baron Bug, the scientist responsible for the giant insects. Meanwhile, John Jones infiltrates a French cell of the Vulture organization disguised as André René. Vulture unveils a new weapon called a captive ray, which is even capable of defeating John. Before he can act against Vulture, John witnesses a renegade from Mercury Land on Earth who possesses a disintegration weapon of his own. Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. Who'd have ever thought we'd have sound problems doing things that we don't know anything about with microphones and cables well, and things? Well, I think we should stop winding up the cables so tightly. Do Just you? Well, I learned how them. to correctly wind cables during my time at the Grandview Swing Choir. <laughs> so. Well, we're not practicing that, that's for sure. Practicing what? Winding cables. Correctly. Well, I don't know how anything works. Okay. Well, Where have you hi. been? Oh my gosh, it's a Saturday. Mm-hmm. I've been at work all day. Yes. This is a really challenging three weeks, I'll tell you that. I'll yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, I am musical director of a program at the local university, and mm. I was 
thinking I would be conducting the orchestra, but then couldn't find a pianist for the pit. So I have to play piano. I'm not great at that. And I sweet-talked Dr. Husband into coming in to conduct because he's a master conductor. I'm not a master conductor. Yes, I'm adequate. now. Well, anyway, so I'm conducting, which means we are working together in the pit. Yay! But it also means two very, very busy people, with yes. you with your three jobs and me with my one very demanding and job. I and my kerchief and you and your Oh my gosh, it's just like, I, you know, I'm just counting every single day. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the work. I'm, I'm so grateful to be working with you. I am. But it's hard. Yes. It's very hard. That's what she said. Yeah. Um, I did all the laundry today, most of it. Thank you. I even folded and put it away. Yeah, I, which I, I don't like doing. I know you don't. I usually, I actually enjoy doing the laundry. Well, you're the yeah. one. <laughs> and I took the glass recycling in because I'm a good global citizen, and I tried to take a nap until Mr. Kravitz across the street came creeping. Around. Well, yes. Yeah, so, so I was at work all day long, and I came home and I got changed and got right on the exercise bicycle because I'm trying to exercise five days a week because I have got to lose. Wait. Same girl saying. Got to. So anyway, I so Mr. Kravitz comes yes, knocking you, on the door and ringing the doorbell, and I yell down, Bob, I'm not going into the door. I was trying to take a nap. I had no, no idea. doing that. And uh, as you know, listener, I arranged my own ouster as president of the HOA. Yes. So now we and are. Mr. Kravitz is the new president and also a previous president, and he is cracking the whip. He is. Is. No one is safe from his reign of terror. Now. I remain, I remain treasurer. Yes, um, but are we got a whole new group of people on yep. board, and they are all looking to revise the covenants and make people's lives a little bit, perhaps mm-hmm. a little bit more mm-hmm. difficult. So, within reason, actually, I, I don't necessarily think that their ideas are bad. Okay, so you're the one. <laughs> Sakamajee. The most original character in comic history is going to face the wildest villain yet. Baron, Baron Bug. And his insect army. Yeah. This is House of Mystery, number 163. It's our old friend Robbie Reed, who's got the H dial with which he dials the word hero. Yes. And becomes, well, heroes. Yeah. And uh, we see on the cover this uh, toga big decked gentleman is stuck to flypaper mm-hmm. and Baron Bug and his insect army, which is a giant mosquitoes, mm-hmm. uh, are about to murder him. Yeah. Hang on, kids. All in color for 12 cents. <laughs> Let's see you get out of this sticky mess, Robbie Reed, without your H dial. So we're on the splash page inside now? Yes. Brrr, click, click. And Robbie Reed's mysterious dial once again transforms him into the most incredible superhero he has ever become. Super Super Twins! twins. And the teenager has to call upon the zodiacal powers to combat a platoon of giant ants and an air force of monster mosquitoes. A battle which eventually leads one of his dual selves before the nightmarish firing squad of Baron Bug Bug and his insect insect army. It's the same scene as the cover, just a different perspective. Uh, and our hero on the flypaper says, this is the end of Robbie Reed. For once, I'm dead. Yeah. Oh, for once, I'm dead. Half of him will die with me. Sorry for the bad read of that script. Oh, and us. Sounds like any kind of read I do. Well, I didn't want to say anything. 3 so, p.m. <laughs> 3 p.m. 
Just after the Zenith City Bank closes its doors to the public for a day. 3 p.m.? What are they doing closing up at 3 p.m.? Uh, Baker's Holiday? Who knows? Well, how are businesses going to do their deposits? No banks close at 3 p.m. now, That's but perhaps exactly they right. used to. They'll, they use the night deposit, which in this which case would exactly be the afternoon what's deposit. Happening here. Uh, Maybe uh, we can stop talking over each other for a second. <laughs> for a furtive figure steps up to the night depository. Well, it's 3 p.m. It's not night. Mm -mm. Uh, a moment later, the box vibrates. Something within it is alive. Bzzz. A flight of bees takes wing. Swiftly, the insects make a bee line to the uh, main floor. Uh, a bee line. <coughs> <coughs> What's Excuse happening? Me? I don't know. Oh, my God. I nearly choked to death yesterday. I heard you telling the children about it at school. Oh, my God. I went out to lunch with a colleague. Yes. And uh, I'm more than a colleague. He's a friend. And um, I we were eating, and I don't know how it happened, but, um, but some food got caught mm -hmm. in my esophagus. What sort of food was it? Fish taco. Delicious. Very, very good. And I said, and I, I, I motioned, I got up from the table. We were dining outside. Yeah. And I went over to the side because I was coughing, you know, coughing. And then I couldn't produce anything when I was coughing. And I was trying to take, and I thought, okay, just calm down, calm down, calm down. So I tried to breathe in. And I'm going, and, and there's whatever was as caught in my windpipe. So I'm going, <sighs> and, I, and I, I tried to cough again. And I couldn't cough. And I tried one more time as I'm breathing in. I'm thinking, I need to signal. Oh, here comes Junebug. Come here, honey. Come here. Come here. Let's get that collar off you. Oh, she stops just short of me. Of course she does. Yes. Um, anyway, so I thought, um, I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to need to signal to my colleague that I'm choking. And just as I do that, I turn to the side and cough out some coleslaw or whatever it was that got caught. Uh -huh. But I, I've never had that happen before. I was thinking, oh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm choking. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, he's going to have to do the Heimlich maneuver on me. I was, it was quite terrifying. It is terrifying. It happened to me once, and you saved me. I did. Yeah. Well... Yeah. Always know how to do the Heimlich on yourself. Yes, toss yourself over the back of a chair, right about where your ribs are, mm -hmm. just and and uh, not on your ribs, obviously, because you could break your ribs. Right, unless <laughs> unless the first time doesn't work, then aim a little closer to your ribs because it's really right here that you want to yes. get the end. Yeah. So anyway, so anyway, don't get caught <laughs> by giant bees. Is the more oh the my story. gosh, yes, don't move. Uh, so so there's giant bees and the uh, bees fly through the bank lobby and then suddenly grow giant. Yes. To giant bees, what's happening? Run, run! Where are they going to run? The bank door is locked. Yeah. It's locked automatically at 3 p.m. So every then afternoon. Everybody stands there, and the bees grab the money. Mm-hmm. And like trained criminals, the bees raid the money drawers, and then with a burst of their wing power, they crash through the front window. Right through the window. Giant bees crashing through the window. What else is going to happen? Well, I'll tell you, a news bulletin of the startling theft hits the airwaves minutes later, alerting Robbie Reed in his lab shack at nearby Littleville. Giant bees with human intelligence robbing... We... <laughs> That's a really bad... Okay. Giant bees with human intelligence robbing... That's what he That's meant. It. Yes, yeah. yeah. Maybe as a superhero, I can get a lead to these fantastic... I'm sorry... <laughs> Insect criminals. I should. I'm going to read a little bit less in this in this uh, in this uh, podcast. Do you think I've got that cough still from um, COVID? From your COVID. Yeah, yeah, it's long yeah. COVID. Yeah. No, no, no. That's the only thing I've had is just this okay. annoying, uh, un unproductive cough. Hundred day cough. Yeah, it's terrible. Do you suppose Littleville is a suburb of Zenith City, or is it a more distant 
rural community. Well, as we can tell from the name, it's not very large, is it? No. Mm. The teenager fingers certain coded letter slots of his mysterious dial that, when deciphered, spell H E R. Oh! An instant later, a phenomenon takes place that even startles Robbie Sockamagee. I've I've become, become twin superheroes this time. I was going to take it with you because. Okay. Because, yeah. Oh, I've become, I've become twin, twin superheroes this time. The, the Gemini, Gemini twins, twins of Greek, Greek mythology. mythology. As, As this, this twin, twin, I'm Castor. And I'm Pollux. Pollux. Zowie. If this isn't the craziest idea, ha ha! <laughs> Castor and Pollux, Rob, as you know, uh, yeah, are twin half-brothers in Greek and Roman mythology, known together as the Dioscuri. Their mother was Leda, but they had different fathers. Oh. Castor was the mortal son of Tyndareus, the king of Sparta, while Pollux was the divine son of Zeus, who raped Leda in the guise of a swan. He was always raping. The pair are thus an example of heteropaternal superfecundation. <laughs> God. Though accounts of their birth are varied, <laughs> stop coughing into the microphone. I'm literally turning to this side. <laughs> what? Hetero, what? Heteropaternal superfecundation. <laughs> superfecundation? <laughs> superfecundation is the fertilization of two or more ova from the same cycle by sperm from separate acts of sexual intercourse, which can lead to twin babies from two separate biological fathers. <laughs> Robert. Oh, I'm coughing into a towel. Is Say any, it again. Is any fish popping out? <laughs> Say it again. Superfecundation. <laughs> is the fertilization of two or more ova from the same cycle by sperm from separate acts of sexual intercourse, which can lead to twin babies from two separate biological fathers. The term superfecundation is derived from fecund, <laughs> meaning able to produce offspring. Homopaternal superfecundation is fertilization of two separate ova from the same father, leading to fraternal twins, while heteropaternal superfecundation <laughs> is a form of atypical twinning, where genetically the twins are half siblings sharing the same mother but with different fathers. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that. Though accounts of their birth are varied, Castor and Pollux are sometimes said to have been born from an egg, along with their twin sisters, Helen of Troy and Clytemnestra. <gasps> Clytemnestra? Yes. Uh, in Latin, the twins are also known as the Gemini, or Castores, and they, of course, they are the two brightest stars in the Gemini constellation. My goodness. Mm -hmm. The more you know. Oh, that was fun. Well, put your fun away now, because Castor and Pollux are going on patrol in Zenith City. They soar from the lab shack like shooting stars. Stars, because stars. they're Gemini. Uh -huh. stars. We're just stars. Zenith City. You two go off and be stars. <laughs> Zenith City, here I, both of me come. <laughs> and when me get there, <laughs> me'll split up and keep on the alert. He Those, doesn't say that. He says no, wheel, he yeah. doesn't. Those B Raiders will strike again for sure, and Double Trouble will be waiting for them this time. Remember that show, Double Trouble, with those pretty twins, Jenny and Juniper? I can't remember their names. Mary oh, Kate and Ashley also? No, 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 no. This was way before Mary Kate and Ashley. It was in the 80s. Um, they had brown hair, long, straight brown hair, and then they, those, they just had those pretty kind of eyes that 
lovely long at lashes and fresh faces. Oh, they were so cute. I have no idea what you're talking about. And then there's another show of twin sisters, sister, sister. Or was that? There was also a show about sisters that was adult ladies that were sisters. Were they black? Yes. Yes, I remember that. Um, but yeah, Double Trouble was... I used to little... watch Sister, Sister. I did too. I loved it. Oh, Me who too. was that actress? I love her so much. Simone. Loretta, Div- Loretta, Loretta Divine? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, those Double Trouble, look it up. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Or maybe there's a DVD box that I can buy with my allowance. Ricky? What's the name of that... Withers LaRue, that road in Virginia. <laughs> I love that name. I swear to God, if I was a if I was a, a drag queen, uh-huh. my name would be Withers LaRue. Okay. Oh, it's a, it's named after a famous racing horse, I think. I don't know. Yeah, Withers LaRue. Mm. Uh meanwhile, in the remote hills outside <clears throat> of Zenith, the insect thieves dive toward a huge sand mound and in they pop. Excellent winged ones. You shall all receive an extra ration of honey for the successful performance of your duties. Uh, a tidy sum to finance future experiments, says this mad scientist gentleman. And now to reduce and return you bees to your cages. And then I'll prepare to launch my next insect assault. All my life I've been scorned and ridiculed because of my unnatural appearance. They call me Bugsy, Fly Eyes. Their mockery drove me from society and fired me with revenge. Now, after years of research, I found the secret of communicating with the insect world. Yeah, and what a crime gimmick, boss. Your bugs do all the work and we scoop into gravy. With a mere push of a button, I can transform them into awesome giants to do my bidding. Um... So in the DC universe, we yes. have now this gentleman. What's his name? Bug Bugs Bugs Doctor Bugsy Doctor Bugs Bugs Bug, Professor Bug Bugs uh, Baron Bug Baron Bug, uh, who's driven to studying insect communication <clears throat> by being bullied. <clears throat> mm-hmm. We also have the bug-eyed bandit, who also turned to insect communication for nefarious means. Don't forget B Boy. B-Boy, poor B-Boy, stuck in the African forest. Meanwhile, over in the Marvel Universe, we have blonde, handsome Dr. Henry Pym, who just decided to communicate with insects to get chicks or something. I don't know. (laughs) With the mere push of a button, Baron Bug can transform these bugs into giants to do his bidding. Yeah, I said that in his voice. Well, I got distracted thinking of blonde, handsome Dr. Henry Pym. <clears throat> okay, all right. He's got a little <clears throat> model of the diamond exchange where the bugs can rehearse their crimes. Yes, they do like little stage plays, don't they? Uh-huh. Like what do call those? A little mask. A little ant a circus. <laughs> <laughs> a little medieval mask. Uh, tableau. Mm-hmm. At precisely 4 p.m., Baron Bug's henchmen slip into an alleyway where... Your aunt army's off and running, Baron. Are you picking it up over the miniature TV camera? Perfectly. The ant commander is leading his attack force into the wall crack. Now, put the mosquito air force on action. On station, rather. (laughs) Sorry. Then as the fantastic, well-drilled insect army makes its way into the building... Your approach is excellent, Commander, just as planned. 
Bedlam breaks loose within the diamond exchange just minutes later as m m m m monster ants. It must be an hallucination. And then there's the b- b- Baron Bug's voice is coming out of the ant. Uh-huh. One false move and you'll find out this is a for real, mister. Up against the wall, everyone. With combat precision, the insects carry out their mission, but then the unexpected happens. Judy Garland arrives. Clang, clang, clang. Ding, 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 went the bell. You've tripped the secret Judy Garland alarm. Withdrawal immediately. And the giant ants bring their multiplied strength into play, crashing through the wall of the diamond exchange. Just then, um, is it Castor? It's Pollux. Pollux flies into view. His hand dips swiftly into one of his mysterious belt bags. Y'all your bees are trying to sound like bro, bro, bro today. Well, because I've gained about 500 pounds <laughs> working from home. Belt. <coughs> they continue to call them belt bags, which says to me that it's uh, a bag that's been made into a belt versus a belt that has bags on it, which would be a bag belt. Oh, for God's sake. What? <laughs> I don't know what you call them. I don't know what you could just... What would you call them? Belt bags. Belt bags. Belt bag belts. Fanny bag packs. Belts. Right. Now we call them fanny packs. But... Um, Pollux launches a Stardust Sky Signal to call Castor to the Diamond Exchange and hurry. With the speed of a shooting star, Castor joins Pollux and starts launching meteor missiles and sunbeams mm-hmm. to put these ants in Dizzyland. He should pull out a giant magnifying glass and fire their asses. Ah, oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. But except superheroes don't kill. Not ants? Not even ants, no. Oh. So, part two, Baron Bug. You know, I realize what's bothering me. What? Why I keep coughing so much in here. Can you smell the, the bleach fumes in the air? No. The chlorine? No. <coughs> Excuse me. You mean the fresh smell of clean laundry? Uh, yes, and I do use bleach when I do laundry as well, but that was the last load that you washed, and mm-hmm. I had I had the windows open and the fan on because I was trying to get the, the fumes out of here. But I this room see. I didn't have open, and that's why I can smell it. I'm a little sensitive to it, but that's all right. I'll be, I'll be fine. Okay. Um, Baron <clears> Buck <throat> observes the twin superheroes ambushing the giant ant army, so he activates his Mosquito Air Force. Attack! Attack the twin humans at once! So the twins are... Now we go to the panel. The twins fighting the yep. ants and the mosquitoes. Yep. Oh, oh, enemy aircraft! Looks like we'll have to split up again. I'll take on the giant mosquitoes, Pollux, and you deal with the monster ants. The amazing super twins separate, and in seconds later... The creatures can sense the deadly radiation from my cosmic ray bombs. They're pulling back. Got to follow through with the attack. That's Pollux. And then the criminal, the, the, the what is it, the, the criminal guy, he says, One of those twin superheroes has our ant army from full retreat, Baron Bug, as it turns uh, and turns into a rout? Yeah. A rout, yeah. A rout. Then there's only one thing to do. Save the troops to fight another day. Stand by. Yeah, Pollux is getting ready to punch a mosquito and it, or <clears> an <throat> ant, and it shrinks down to Tidy's eyes again. Ah. And then, <laughs> at that very moment, the mosquitoes come after Castor. He throws a star at a them. A supernova star grenade. A star. Yep. Take that with star. Take that, you mosquitoes. <laughs> Throws that first mosquito wave into a tailspin. Woo, wish. Now to lay it on the second flight. <laughs> you know, one twin is always gay. Which one is it going to be, Castor or Pollux? Uh, let's just make the one who's throwing stars gay, because it's Once fun to say again, stars. Once again, Castor flings another of his bizarre <laughs> missiles, but great galaxies. That last grenade was a dud, and no time to pull another weapon out of my bag belt. 
Gotta make a run for it. Oh! Okay, oh! Well, wait. Oh! 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 We'll make him the gay one. Yeah. Because um. So then the the criminals on the phone to Baron Bug, your army force didn't make any singer strikes, stinger strikes, but one of the superheroes has been KO'd by a flapping wing. Take the fool captive. I want to interrogate him. Oh, so they tie him up, put him in the back of a car, off they drive. Meanwhile, Pollux discovers that the ants have turned tiny, but he notices that they have little, cute little tiny GPS collars on them. They look so cute. Um, Some madman has found means of altering the size of insects and controlling their action. He's creating an insect army of criminals. But now he's got to join Castor, so he goes over to the other side of the diamond exchange. Castor is no place to be found. Just a bunch of giant insects. Just a bunch of mosquitoes. Just a bunch of mosquitoes. Uh-oh. Oh, and then he realizes. I forgot. In Greek mythology, Pollux is the immortal and Castor is mortal. I should have taken on those mosquitoes. Had I been captured, they couldn't have killed me. And maybe I can find a clue around here. Meanwhile, in Baron Bug's bizarre underground hideout... Don't strain yourself, superhero. That enlarged flypaper is made of special glue substance. It could restrain a herd of elephants. You, sir, are out of your mind. <laughs> what do you intend to do with me? Oh, God, dear. <laughs> you, okay, I'll continue to the dark. The Baron. <laughs> I'm trying to control myself for a second. Hold on. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay. <clears throat> Since you refuse, oh, sorry, wait, wait. Since you refuse to give any information regarding your superhero organization, you are no longer of use to us. Yahoo! An executioner. I'll get everything ready, Baron. Your executioners, my wasp firing squad. Oh, what a spot! This <laughs> looks like the end of Robbie Reed. If only Pox was here. <laughs> I love you so much. This I love is that just voice. like Captain Hunter. He's Pollux has a sense, a psychic sense of yes. his twin being in danger. Just like his life is being threatened, and if he dies, half of Robbie Reed will die with him. I've got to save him, but how? And back at the criminal lair, firing squad, ready? Wait a sec. There may be a way to save Castor. All I've got to do is dial in reverse, become myself again. Got to get out of sight. Back at the execution. Take wing, executioners. Oh. Dial, dial, dial. R. Dial, dial, dial. E. E. Dial, dial, dial. H. Gosh, I hope I'm not too late. It's fire. (laughs) And just as Pollux's finger spins the last letter in reverse... What happened? The, the guy vanished. And simultaneously, suck of a G, I did it. I saved my <laughs> other self. That's not how he talks. So that's it. A crackpot <laughs> named Baron Bug is behind these weirdy insect raids. Well, with Castor's knowledge, I know where his insect colony hideout is. I'll dial into another superhero and go there. But after Robbie dials the coded letters spelling hero... Nothing. It would have to be one of these times when I've got to wait to become another superhero. But gosh, I've just got to get up to that hideout. Hmm, that Eastern Union bicycle on the street. This is an emergency. I'll have to borrow the bike and return it later. In case I can't dial in a superhero at the hideout, I guess I'd better notify the police. <laughs> and at the you criminal... Well, he an, there's an after effect when you uh, turn to do what, the Okay, yeah. yeah. So we, okay, so, um, and at the criminal lair, 
Listen, Baron, <laughs> if that superhero guy's got the power to disappear, then he can reappear. And Broster, I don't figure on being here if he does. Hmm, perhaps you are right. We'll start packing my little insect friends and equipment. Shortly before the criminal's anthill entrance, I just gotta become another superhero this time. I just gotta. Stop it! Suck a gee! My entire body's nothing but a mass of coiled steel. <laughs> now I'm getting a flash. I know who I am and what I am. I'm King Coil. <laughs> and I guess it's about time to get this crazy body of mine springing into action. A moment. He is oh. a, a, a slinky. He's a dryer vent. Uh, a dryer of, vent, a, yes. A, yeah, he's a dryer vent. With arms. Flexible dryer vent with arms and a trash can head. A trash can head that's like, you know when you see faces, what's that called? When you have an inanimate object and you, your mind sees a face on it? Anthropomorph. Anthropomorph. God damn it. God, God damn it. Anthromachine. Anthropism. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. That's what the kind of face he has. It's like a, I know one listener who's about to punch the, uh, his whatever. phone right now. Yeah. Let him punch. Anthropomorphization. Uh, and you, you, when you anthropomorphize something, you make it. You give it human characteristics. You humanize it. Yes. Okay. That's not the word I was thinking of. But oh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> so any bus to the criminal lair, King Coil, and starts slinging these arms around. Yeah. Oh, look, a robot freak of some kind. So what happens when he eats? Does it just go, like, straight through the coil there and just plop out on the ground? Well, I'm not sure that he eats food, per se. Maybe he, he just charges himself with electricity, or maybe he soaks up oil. I mean, I would think, yeah. I mean, is he hollow inside? I don't Does know. Does it just tumble down? I have so many questions. Yeah. This is like when he became the human starfish. We didn't know how that was oh, going to work out. Right? Uh, so he's like flinging the, yeah, the he guys makes around. Short work of these henchmen. Yeah. Uh, and bear, here comes Baron Bug with every single bug in his inventory. Attack! Attack and slay the intruders, my warriors! Ah! This madman's activated his entire <laughs> army of giant insects. Can't take them all on. Wait a sec. Those collars. They receive orders he's giving. Suddenly, suddenly, the amazing superhero's coiled body zips in and out around the cavern. Just as I figured. My steel form is disrupting communications. The giant insects are confused. I'll take that control helmet now, bonk. <laughs> and he breaks Baron Bugs. Well, he's got like ear uh, headphones on. Yeah, sort of like headphones. Yes, yes, yes. Moments later... A startling crash sight. I love this so much. A startling sight shocks a cruising patrol car as... So you thought last week when uh, Batman of the Future jet-packed with a horse underneath of him, you thought that was something? Well, here comes King Coil flying through the air with a bicycle. Because <laughs> He's he return has to the return the bicycle that he <clears throat> stole. What does he say, though, to the Officers, there's a giant anthill just off that trail up ahead of you. You'll find the criminals responsible for the insect thefts there. Returning the borrowed bike, the amazing superhero heads for the lab shack where... Robbie, Miss Millie and I are going shopping. That's Gramps and his live-in lover, Miss Millie. Come along with us. The exercise will do you good after being cooped up in there all day in your lab shack. <laughs> he says, sure thing, Gramps. Hmm. 
Now, <laughs> the, the last thing I need after this adventure is exercise. No, the last thing you need, Robbie, is a Manhunter from Mars story. Uh, why isn't Martian Manhunter um, a Manhunter from Mars? Why isn't the Manhunter? Uh, uh, why is there no reference to him on the cover page? I don't know. Uh, excuse me, on the on the cover. Uh, yeah, that's what I meant. Well, there is a letter from a reader in this issue oh. asking exactly that question. Really? Why isn't Martian Manhunter on the cover? And where's Zook? L is for letter. Who's Zook? Remember his little alien companion that talks like Melania Trump? <laughs> oh, I wanted to ask you something. Yes? Which ex-wife of Donald Trump's is dead? Ivana. And she's buried on his golf course in Florida. Well, buried, quote unquote. She was cremated, oh. and yet she's in a coffin that took 12 people to carry. A lot of people are saying there's secret documents in there. Oh. And of course, the children have not kept up the grave. It's all covered in weeds and <gasps> detritus. Are you kidding? No, girl, get on the internet once in a while. Ooh. Where is she sleeping? I don't know. I can hear her snoring. I can hear her snoring, too. Yeah, yeah. She huh. must be out in the hallway. Yeah. It's a mystery. We'll never know. Oh, let's get to this Manhunter from Mars, shall we? This is a good story. I like this one. Well, as you recall, Manhunter from Mars has... Where is she? I don't know. Is oh, she she's under... in the bed behind you. That's it. Okay. Okay. Um, he uh, has taken on a new secret identity of Marco Xavier because he's trying to get into the vulture criminal organization Indeed. led by the faceless, the faceless Mr. 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 V. Mr. V. A brilliant and daring plot by the Manhunter from Mars in his guise as Marco Xavier to conquer his most powerful enemies, Vulture, Worldwide Criminal Syndicate, and a Mercurian renegade of Boomerangs. And the hapless Martian finds himself the, the doomed, doomed captive. captive. Let's go. Let's dive in. This is a good. I actually really liked the story, and I love the Robbie Reed story too. Uh, we had a, such a good time talking through it. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun, and this is a good, good story. The scene: a French unit of the worldwide criminal syndicate known as Vulture. Here, the leader, Mister V, reveals an awesome piece of news. Mister V looks like uh, the Schmoo. If the Schmoo wore black that was a schmooze voice, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, how does Mister V talk? Uh, well, he's his face is covered by that. It's uh, their new weapon invented by scientists, the captive ray gun. Oh, God damn it. Capable of overcoming any force on Earth. Will you stop taking the Lord's name in vain? Oh, is this, this isn't there an advisory message on our, on our yes, warning? Of Thank you. Okay. Oh. It's a microscopic element so rare it has taken 15 years to extract and define it for use. The captive ray is available now to members of Vulture. So the captive ray is <laughs> oh now god, available. Oh god, I'm shaking with silent laughter. <laughs> now available for members of Vulture to requisition a captive ray, and it will arrive at their home probably within two to four weeks. So uh, as the image on the screen vanishes, haha, it gives one a great feeling of security to know we are associated with such genius, huh, Rene? Oui, oui, Clouseau, you can say that again. 
the secret meeting disbands, and, as its members scatter in different directions, Monsieur René is lost in thought. It He's is, not actually French. No. Yeah. It is lucky for me that none of André René's buddies know that he died in a gun battle with the police, and that I took his place after deciphering the code in his notebook containing the location of the local vulture headquarters. That captive ray gun, faceless, exhibited is bound to give the forces of law and order a bang-up headache, unless I can figure out a way to get my hands on it. At that very instant. Great cosmic clouds. A one-man Mercurian ship. I've seen them before a long time ago. I think I'll give the pilot an official interplanetary greeting. So it's like, it's a red flying saucer, uh -huh. personal-sized flying saucer. And it's coming down from inside a cyclone of some kind. Yeah, I'm, I think that was the artist's way of trying to represent that it was whirling. Oh. Right? Yes. Then, Monsieur René undergoes a startling transformation to his true identity, the Manhunter from Mars! But before the Martian can greet the newcomer, I don't know who, how, how you got here, Martian, but you're standing in the way of my gaining complete control over this planet. A renegade? Looks like I've got a battle on my hands. <laughs> Thank you, Junebug. Next moment, a crimson finger squeezes a ray gun trigger, and it does nothing to the Martian man. Not at all. Just yeah. splat. Splat. And uh, is that the best you can do, Martian? So Jaan starts punching the Mercurian, while the Mercurian apparently has superpowers now, too. Yes. Landing on Earth. Well, the... I've decided that the that the Mar that the Mercurian does this once in a while uh -huh. as part of his speech. That's fine. It's yeah, perfectly okay. normal. Thank you. Uh, he fires a weapon at a nearby train passing by. It's a disintegrator. Yes, and it's vaporized one of the boxcars on the train. Oh, my God. John has got to stop the rear section of the runaway train before he does anything else. After a swift leap? Well, he does it. Of course he can stop a train. That's kid stuff. And one of the train conductors says, Ah, it is Monsieur Le Manhunter. Leave it to Ian to solve all the problems. Um, this reminds me of the excellent, excellent John Ostrander, Tom Mandrake, Martian Manhunter series from mm -hmm. the 90s, mm -hmm. uh, which he established that Martian Manhunter was actually like a super famous superhero all over the world except for the United States because huh. the United States had so many other superheroes. Oh, wow. So this, this tracks. Okay. Uh, now, John is faced with two problems he can't seem to solve right mm -hmm. now. One, destroying Vulture's secret new weapon, and two, overcoming the invulnerable Mercurian. Mm -hmm. But just mentioning both problems in the same breath gives him an idea. That evening, in the casino, Manhunter, in the guise of Marco Xavier, peers about until... There he is, Cluzo, leader of the local unit of Vulture, just the man I'm looking for. After calling the criminal aside... Excuse me, Cluzo, perhaps you recognize me, Marco Xavier? I have an important message for Mr. V. What? But, but what makes you think that I... Cool it, Cluzo. Andre René, a member of your unit, advised me to consult with you. Oh, the reckless fool. He would die for this. But since you already know, follow me. Yeah, joke's on you. He's already dead. Before long, as Marco Xavier again gazes upon the faceless image of Vulture's head man. You tell you told me, Kieran, Incredible. But how does he concern me or my syndicate, Xavier? 
Not he, Mr. V, but his weapon, a disintegrator ray gun. Think what power it would give Vulture. A disintegrator ray? <laughs> Most interesting, Xavier. <laughs> Unfortunately, Mr. V, the Mercurian fought Manhunter himself to a standstill, so I don't know how any ordinary Earthling can hope to get that weapon away from him. Oh, wait, does this one have a French accent? No, that's Marco Xavier. Okay, okay, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Cool. But I am not an ordinary earthling, as the Mercurian shall soon discover. Thank you, Xavier. I shall see that you obtain a special bonus from the tip. Naturally, Mr. V. Now, John's plan is coming into focus. He's going to lure Vulture to try to capture the Mercurian weapon mm -hmm. and get them both in the same place at the same time so he can conquer them both. So later he's uh, changed into his true identity. He's yep. scanning the countryside from on high and he sees the Mercurian now establishing headquarters on the small island. And unless he's mistaken, that helicopter below is uh, belongs to the Vulture Syndicate. Oh, and we commence with action. He's not mistaken, my friend. Vulture mm -hmm. has landed. Uh, John's going to follow them from a safe distance and nab them when they catch up to the Mercurian. Keeping out of sight, the Manhunter inches forward until... Now they're at each other's throats. The uh, Mercurian's firing his weapon and the Vulture's firing their weapon. Exactly. They're fire, 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 blam, 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 as he leaps forward. Well, we know that the Mercurian weapon can't harm him, so he is uh, running towards the Mercurian, but then Vulture fires their weapon, which encases the Martian Manhunter in a bubble which he cannot break out of. It's our pop gun. You had better start worrying about Manhunter. He cannot break out. And just then, the vulture addresses the Mercurian. Mercurian, I bring you a message from our leader, Monsieur V. Instead of fighting against each other, why do we not join forces? Together, we can rule the world. You possess the most destructive weapon on Earth, while we have the power to imprison any who defy us. Whew, what a boner I pulled, thinks <laughs> the Martian Manhunter. Is he boner. anatomically similar to human beings? Oh, I guess, I guess so. so. I brought them together so I could defeat them at the same time, but all I accomplished was to help them form an alliance. An alliance I haven't the physical power to stop. Well, Mercurian, what is your answer? Agreed. Take me to your leader. Oui, oui. And we take us, and we take someone else to our leader as well, Monsieur Le Manhunter. That is what you think. Take a look. You see, somehow Manhunter has escaped. But c'est impossible. <laughs> there is no way to escape the captive ray. It has been tested a thousand times. And you all saw yourself how hopeless Manhunter was. It is impossible, I say. Impossible, but true. Oh, something must have gone wrong with that mechanism. I will turn it off. Aha. The instance later after he turns it off. Oh, the weapon, it flies out of my hands. And my disintegrator ray. What goes on around here? <laughs> I do, says the triumphant Martian Manhunter, and this takes care of both your weapons for good crunch. But, but how did you escape the Arcticaptive Ray? I didn't escape, my foolish friend. I turned invisible. And when you snapped off the ray, thinking something had gone wrong with the mechanism, I simply walked away from it. Er, the rest you know. John? Why didn't you turn invisible in the first place? Uh, right? Why was he... Well, that wouldn't have given us several pages of exciting dialogue and not. action. 
That same day, after the vulture agents are taken to police headquarters, mm -hmm. please, Manhunter, don't make me take off. I am being hunted by Mercurium police, and without the we weapon. Tough nogies. On your way before I toss you off this planet without your spaceship. And later, as Marco Xavier returns to the abandoned headquarters of the local vulture unit. I promised you a bonus for your tip, Xavier, and you shall get it, even though my stupid agent bungled the job. But Manhunter will pay for this. I'll get him yet, I promise! <laughs> and I promise to get you faceless somehow. Someday. I love your voices. That's so much fun. You know, I can't do accents, but I can do comedy voices. Uh, you can. <laughs> it reminds me of that one you did. Uh, the yes, <laughs> with the yes. mask pulled over. Chronos, I listened yes. to that. I, I practically drove off the road. I was. <laughs> but you literally drove off the road. A I did a couple weeks, weeks ago. ago, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. You can find us on social media at GoGoTechPod. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from, because we're everywhere. And you can find us right back here next week. For some laughs and fun times. I'll say, mm -hmm. unless it's an army comic, and then that's usually sad because somebody dies. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Oh, so how do we say goodbye? We say bye! Bye! Bye!